Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me as always via remote uh, from his secret, oh, I don't know, where are you, uh, satellite of love. Blair. It is uh, <laughs> Mr. Dead, loving, talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey everybody, how are you? Oh, so here we go. We're, we're going to get into the thick of things with two fine, fine episodes of uh, Ultraman Orb. That being um, Juggler Dies. Right. Which is a very, like, oh my goodness. Yeah, and, that was uh, a bad, bad title. But anyway. Well, it, it is as it says on the tin, sort of. We'll get into that in a second. <laughs> and then Trouble, Mama's here. Yes. So, um, <laughs> all right. So let's get into this. It was 9-10 of 2016, okay. directed by Suguru Tomita and written by Yuji Kobayashi. And uh, the, the quick summary in exchange for Don Nostra's prized possession, the rare Ultraman Belial card. Juggler makes his last offer to defeat Ultraman Orb. However, he the, he double-crosses Juggler, oh, and sends Alien Knackle to kill him. Okay, yes. yeah, that makes sense. I, I, <laughs> well, it's funny because you're like, Juggler makes his last offer, and then it says he double-crosses Juggler. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, and you realize it's Don, it's Don Nostra. Yes. Yeah. Or as you said last week, Don Nostra. So <laughs> I can't stop. I can't stop. Sorry now. to put that into your head. <laughs> Every time I look at him. Every time I look at him. <laughs> but right. hey. Yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, let me tell you something about these monsters. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the episode begins at night when Naomi returns from yet another part-time job to see her team and her uncle and Guy at SSP headquarters. And well, no, uh, it wasn't another part-time job because she brought food this time. She yeah, from her other her part-time job. You think it's yet another part-time job? Well, her uncle said so. More part-time work, and she's like, "Yeah, but I brought leftovers." And they're uh, like, "Oh, great!" Because that's. She keeps bringing them the same thing. The same exact thing for three days. Yeah, exactly. Right. And they're like, oh, no, that's okay. We're I was just going to do this, and oh, I got to go do that other thing. And the uncle's, I got to go. I yeah. got to go over here. And apparently it is some sort of seafood item. It looked like seafood-ish, but I didn't yeah. exactly know what it was. Which makes sense as she was dressed as a sailor. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so that was nice. Um but um, uh, let's see here. So, uh, however, guy wakes up and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll take care of that." Oh no, no, he didn't want to eat the food either. He wanted to leave as well. He's like, "Oh, we got this again." Really? <laughs> but she convinced him somehow because he yeah. polishes it off. Uh, meanwhile, in the spaceship, Juggler's Juggler displays uh, an and Margot Kaiju card as a tarot reading for Alien Knackle Nagus as yes. a warning of sudden death. Now, Negus, of course, doesn't believe it, even though he asked uh, Juggler to do the reading. So apparently, you can do you can do tarot with uh, with monster cards. Have you Just not? In case. Is, how, how else do you do tarot readings? Oh, Seriously? I'm sorry. <laughs> Have I been doing it wrong all this time? <laughs> sure, that's possible. Why not? Sure. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, He's like, yeah, I'll prove you wrong. And Juggler then gives uh, was given the kaiju card for Black King uh, yes. from Don Nostra for protection, while the latter is mentioned to the former about the discussion from the last episode and asked him to take care of Guy and Ultraman Orb and, and then make sure he gets those Ultra Fusion cards. 
Right, and then shows if you do get those Ultra Fusion cards, I'll give you this card. And he mm-hmm. shows the card for Bel- Belial. Right. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's uh, never good Never good news. No, because now you know who the final monster is going to be. In theory. Oh, come on. You really In don't th- think they're going to use Belial? Well, no, they. Well, I don't know. Uh, here's the thing. They, Belial really doesn't uh, doesn't make an appearance in series as himself really until Jeed, which is next, technically speaking. Oh, so at least I could then well we've been watching him out of order. So I mean but Belia was was a known uh known quantity from the Ultraman Zero uh from the uh from the Ultraman Zero films. So oh, okay. it's not okay. like he didn't exist. He just wasn't I don't think he was in television continuity. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so then, uh, uh, what do we got here? So Don Ostra's Ultraman Belial card was the reason that Juggler approached this union in the first place. It's important for him as uh, this makes him, if he if he can get the if he can get the uh, the Belial card, he can release like the big uh, the big demon beast monster. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. That's, well, no, that's I, see, I thought the big demon, big demon beast monster was a whole different card, but all right, whatever. I get confused with these things. Well, it's but Orochi. Anyway. Like the demon beast is called Orochi and he needs, he needs, uh, apparently they need the Belial card to break the, the hold that the Ultraman card has on it. Uh, okay. All right. Sure, sure, sure. And look, I'm not going to lie to you. This uh, sounds as ridiculous as everything else. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, no less or more ridiculous than anything else we've discussed anything in the last three years. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, back at base, Naomi struggles to pay the bills while Guy is enjoying his helping of Takeyoki and everyone else's, for that matter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when Juggler shows up. Yeah. So Juggler shows up from no place and says, when the sky is most beautiful, uh, and he explains that guy uh, that he came to take his life and then teleports out. Right. But it and also shows how that now he shows Naomi how guy lost his original girlfriend. And I guess well, I don't think he shows it to her. I don't think she sees that. Oh, you I think, think the guy that? remembering that. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, I think. And I, I'm starting to think and listeners tell me if I'm wrong here uh, that Guy's original girlfriend looks a lot like Anne Veal from uh, Arrested Development. Obviously, I haven't watched Arrested Development. I know. I have to. You can stop. Come on. I know. Come on. Come I on. only I have can... so much time. Yeah, I believe me. I have less time now than I did bef- in the before times. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to make time to watch stuff, yeah. but it's still impossible to do. Yeah, I know. We I managed two movies in the last... Um, uh, three days, which was which, nice. Which movies did you see? I watched S- Spy with Melissa McCarthy, uh, which was very funny. She is uh, great. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I enjoyed it a lot, and it works as a good, pretty pretty good spy movie too. Um, and uh, Justice League Doom, I which seen is that one. An is that animated, a cartoon? Yeah, it's an animated adaptation of Justice League Tower of Babel. Uh, basically, 
um, the Justice League is being attacked and uh, individually each Justice Leaguer is apparently being uh, targeted by something that is uh, like designed to take them out. Ah, like it's a okay. specific attack. And then it is revealed that it is uh, due to the fact that Batman came up with all these plans uh-huh. just in case every, anyone or all of them were to go rogue. Okay. And so like, yeah, his, his, the back computer got hacked and that's I how somebody's doing how they got, Okay. Fair yeah, enough. Huh? Fair enough. Yeah. So, um, anywho, uh, back to work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Naomi tries to talk guy out of it and he goes out to confront his nemesis as he explains to her that someone, uh, he's somebody that he has trouble getting rid of, but he'll be, he says he'll be back. Yes. Um, and back on the ship, Nagus complains to Don Nostra that Black King is the most powerful card, and he just gives it away to Juggler without permission. Yeah, you and shouldn't that the, do that. It's my stuff. <laughs> Take my stuff. It's like, oh, dude, all right. Yeah, Nobody please. likes a whiny assassin. <laughs> um, and uh, the latter says to him, look, the truly intelligent will set a tiger against a dragon and then reap the rewards, and exactly. then gives Nagus a job to do. I wonder what that could be. Hmm. <laughs> now, Juggler then uh, arrives at a grassy field where he was confronted by Guy. And right. uh, he's, of course, playing his Orbnica. And that, of course, drives Juggler, Juggler nuts. Um, Which I don't as, quite get. But that's fine. Keep moving. Well, he's like, oh, this guy and this thing again. She, you know, like, sure. okay. you know, if you knew someone who had a real bad habit of whistling that saxophone part from Baker street all the time. And that was his thing. Uh, and I didn't you, like the guy in the first place. Once I heard. Yeah. It. Yeah. You weren't a fan to begin with. And then he comes <laughs> walking down the street, like, doo, 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 you know, and you're just like, <laughs> fair enough. Oh. <laughs> Again with this guy. Yeah. yeah. And that's the most we can do without legally paying for that. So, um, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so uh, juggler remarks that the, uh, the look on his face um, reminds him of a certain day. And then the two of them fight uh, to end the feud once and for all. And while they were right. fighting, of course, Don Nostra talked uh, to the evil one about his link with the Ultra's host. According to him, they walked separate paths, Guy with light and Juggler with the darkness. And then uh, he encouraged him, of course, to convince Guy that the darkness was greater than the light. Uh, Juggler, of course, knocks away Guy's Orbnica, distracting him long enough to lose the upper hand. And he says, oh, you got to get serious. And he starts taunting him about being scared of hurting the ones he loves, uh, which he claims to that. that, That's what's, you know, that's that's why you don't have your girlfriend. Right. Right. Yeah, That's why you don't have your power. And you have to borrow other Ultraman's power. Big nerd. Of course. No, guy, guy, on the other hand, is like, dude, I know what you were up to. You're casting all these demon beasts, and I stopped them. And Juggler's like, yeah, dude, that's what I wanted you to do. I need that's you the- to stop them so I could get their cards. Don't you see that's, that? Yeah, that's the whole oh, point. Yeah. Um, breaking the seals of the king demon beast to resurrect, resurrect the great demon beast, Meg- Maga Orochi. Now, Juggler, of course, uses his Dark Ring to summon Black King while Guy transforms into Orb in his Hurricane Slash form. Right. Um, now, both now, Giants are pretty evenly matched at that point. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, during this fight, 
this was badly staged because you can okay. tell it's on a set and the miniature work was awful. I don't know who the director was. He told me and I forgot instantly, but the miniature work was bad and this the it really did look like they were on a set. Now I know Yeah, they I are. thought the mini work miniature work was a little substandard on this episode. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was really not good in my eyes. But yeah. it happens. I get it. But, you know, I, I think it's I don't think there was a lot of there wasn't a lot of miniatures in it and I think the ones that they had were slightly off scale or something something didn't didn't like it took me it out of it a little bit. Yeah. I think it's it's kind of the fact and I've I've noticed it now when they do these things in open areas yeah they, it's kind of if they put trees in front of stuff it gives you a sense of scale yeah, yeah. because there were no trees you lost the sense that there is scale and then everything just didn't work and i think that's what it was in my opinion yeah I, that could be it i was um i i was i noticed it last night when i was watching this and i'm like yeah something's up but dang if i know what it is see to, to me that's what it was it's just the fact that you got to put something in front of either in front of everything or just blocking stuff so that way it gives you a sense of scale because without yeah, that forced, sense of scale yeah forced perspective, it's forced perspective. Without, yeah exactly exactly without that you lose it and right. then it looks like it's on a set they all look like miniatures and it just doesn't work you right. put any stupid thing in front, even, you know, a tree or two. Now you right. have the forced perspective and right. your mind can get lost in it again. Right. And we had some buildings. There was, I think they were fighting by like what looked, looked to be like a nursery, like a plant nursery, not a children's nursery, um, which would be horrible because it was flat. <laughs> I believe it was destroyed, uh, which is not what we're looking for. Uh, <laughs> So uh, now they're they're fighting, they're beating the hell out of each other. Orb tries to change into bur or changes into Burmite form to uh, yes. really try to get it get it taken care of. But it's still they're not. He's not really doing any any real damage. Any real to, damage uh, to him at all. Black King is a tough, as we all know. Black King is a tough, tough monster to beat. Right. Uh, he's disappointed uh, that he can't he can't beat him. Juggler, I should say, is disappointed he cannot. Uh, beat black king but before you can command the monster to finish the job he's shot in the back literally and figuratively mind you Absolutely. by nagus alien knackle assassin and after being shot in the chest juggler falls over and seemingly goes out in a fantastic explosion that was a good explosion <laughs> that i give it that was a good explosion <laughs> it was just like oh you got me <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, I hope I don't fall on this bottle of nitroglycerin I have in my... <laughs> you know, like... Exactly. So, uh, Juggler falls over, you know, so Juggler goes, or sees the whole thing. Negus happily reports his success to Don Nostra and commands him to finish the job. Uh, afterwards, the two giants finish their fight with an Ultraman Orb coming out on top. Um, what does he use the uh, the stromium blaster or something? Strobium like Stromium dynamite, yes. The stromium which then dynamite burns yeah. up Black King somehow. Which sure. I don't get that part, but all right, whatever. We gotta let it go. Hey, whatever. It, it, exactly. it works. It works. Hey, we got rid of him, right? That's <laughs> exactly. all we're looking to do. I don't think we have to. 
We don't have to do too much otherwise. Um, so suddenly uh, the, a katana just goes right through uh, Nagus. Yes. And he's like, and sure enough, it's Juggler Struggler's katana who reveals that he survived the uh, the attack. The attack, yeah, by using a Bemstar card, you yes. know, drop him, basically go into that pocket dimension that Bemstar has. Uh, now, of course, Don Nostra says, all right, fine, well, I'll, I'll fight you. And uh, unfortunately, that doesn't work. Juggler uh, attacks and transforms into his true form, which right. is like a gnarly sort of uh, monster samurai outfit. And, man, and, uh, that is a gnarly outfit. I it's like great, right? that outfit. Oh, my I God, figured you'd like great. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, it's funny, the Blu-ray from Mill Creek, uh, the artwork shows that, but you don't know who it is. Ah. Like it's not obvious, but it does have like oh, I wonder who this guy is. You oh, know, there it's, you it's, go. yeah, like it's kind of like oh, there's this looming creepy giant or whatever, and uh, it's sure enough, it's it's actually Chuggler's Chuggler, which is Fantastic. an interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, turn because you don't you know it's not somebody who just he doesn't like become an ultra or anything like that. You know what I mean? No, 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 not at all. Yeah, so then uh, he he takes the uh, reclaims his demon beast cards and laughs as he finally has obtained the final card needed for his nefarious awful plan. Of so, course, yeah. So that, I, I like that one a lot. That one was a good episode, and trust me, I if they can let this guy be this monster more often, oh, I'm all in now. Oh, I think that was like one of those, like, well, now that we know, this is what he looks like. For real, right? We're gonna see plenty. God, you know what I, I mean? So. Plenty. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see what we got as far as Easter eggs on this. Uh, this episode is a tribute to the first episode of the Return of Ultraman. The one who spoke this line is Alien Nacolnegus, who ironically is uh, his last words before uh, being stabbed by Juggler's Juggler is a tribute. Um, Burmite's way of defeating Black King is a tribute to Jack's method of killing Black King. Oh, snappy. Uh, <laughs> where the background first shifts to red while they perform their respective killing move. Um, it is also that Black King died in the same episode as its respective alien knackle masters were also killed. Huh, look at that. There you go. Uh, do we have any trivia? Um, oh, this is the first episode where Orb does not form his or assume his Spatium's a Zephyrian form. Okay. Okay. Yeah, how you like them apples? Let's see here. And um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed that one a lot. That one was a very, except for the, like I said, except for the miniature work, which was substandard for what we're expecting at this point. I right. Like the episode in and of itself. Yeah, for sure. Because we're used to, we're used for, we're used to so much more. Yeah, so exactly. More. Come on, man. I mean, if it was back, if it was Ultraman towards the future again, you'd let it slide. You'd go, hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that is not half bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we got to see them figure out how to do the miniature work as we were watching the show go on, which was right. really good. Right. And I, I do love me some Black King, though. I, oh, I really God, do. yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Although I, I miss I miss Black King, uh, oh, what did they call him? Um Black Black King Drill Custom. That's oh, <laughs> remember that they resurrected him with it partially to be a uh, 
cyborg and you had that drill yeah, attached had around the drill it. It's the stupidest <laughs> thing. But I can't help but love it. No, no. I mean, why not? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> it's just such a doofy looking. Yeah, the black king in and of itself is scary. You add a drill bit to his nose, it stops being No, it not his nose. Remember, he wore it like a hat. Whatever it was, it just added drill bit doesn't work. <laughs> it, was, it was like he had a hat. That like, was a drill bit, yeah. That was, was a big giant drill. It was amazing. <laughs> amazing. So, uh, yeah, so the next episode we're going to deal with in a moment is going to be uh, Trouble. Mama's here. Yeah. We're going to deal with that and when we get right back with more Science Patrol after this. This is Superfan Matt and we'll be right back with more Science Patrol. Okay, and we are back with more of the Science Patrol. And we're going to cover episode, Orbisode, yes, Orbisode. Orbisode. It's Orbisode. Orbisode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ultraman Orbisode 11. <laughs> Trouble. Mama's here. Uh, 9-17-2016. Uh, Kiyotaka Taguchi and a different writer, Sotaro Hayashi, on this one. Okay. Fair enough. We've got our, uh, got our quick summary. Naomi asked Guy to accompany her to meet, well, to meet his her mother, uh, but yes. the meeting is ruined when Juggler is revealed to be alive and explains his new plan. Now that he possesses all the King Demon Beast Kaiju, and the Ultraman Belial Ultra Fusion card, of course, uh, guest starring Lauren Green. <laughs> yeah, fresh from his work on Battlestar Galactica. But uh, uh, this is <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I watched the original. Forever, I think it was. Of course, really- we did because the Cylons <laughs> were cool looking. They and were, and the, the rockets clo- out the back, the flame out the back. Oh, the colonial was- viper uh, ship! Come yeah. on, that was amazing. I know. Now, granted, they used the same twelve special effect shots in every episode. every episode. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> I was young enough not to notice it. <laughs> no, of course not. We similarly to how how seasons do you think Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth century had? Oh, not many, not many. Yeah, give me, give me a guess. What's uh, your best guess? I'm gonna say maybe ten. Ten maybe. seasons? Oh no, no. Oh, the original Buck Rogers had three seasons, if I remember correctly. Two. Two. Oh god. Two. There was the season in space. Well, they're both in space. I should both take that back. <laughs> there was the season where they were based on New Earth with Doctor Hewer and uh, all that. And then the season where they were aboard the Searcher. I don't even remember that. Remember? And then Hawk came on. He was originally a villain, and he had that crazy Hawk spaceship. Oh God! Yes, 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 yes. And he yes, was yes, like, yes, the, yes, the, yes, like, oh man, everybody's into Hawk. And yeah, that was two seasons. That's it. Oh good lord! <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, that's one of those shows where I'd really like to revisit it, but I know I'm just going to leave disappointed. Yeah, well, it, you can't watch it again. You're not no. ten anymore. No, <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know how Ultraman still holds my interest forty years later. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a different. Well, it's a different t- style of different uh, style of thing. And the, what you can notice is how much things have changed and yet still remain the same. Sure. 
Sure, and for somehow it doesn't seem as dated as Old Buck Rogers, which is supposed to be 2,500 <laughs> years in the future. Yeah, yeah. Now I mean, that's that, that Buck Rogers stuff does really look dated. Oh yeah, the the movie Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, which was a, if I'm not mistaken, is a cinematic release of the of the pilot with extra scenes filmed. Oh, so okay. they, I didn't even know that, yeah, that I think, existed. Oh, really? Because I, I saw it in the movies ah. when I was a kid. And okay. uh, yeah, do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube and look up Buck Rogers movie opening. And it's basically, if I'm not mistaken, Gil Gerard and some woman making out on a giant thing that says Buck Rogers. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, I'm God. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm picturing my dad and I sitting in the theater and my dad being like, the hell am I at? Like, <laughs> What did I just did, pay to see? Yeah. How did this happen? That makes no sense. That's but crazy. anyhow, the episode starts in a public bath. Now, I'll be honest with you. I skipped the theme song on this, and it opens up with a shot of Naomi in a public bath. And I'm like, wait, what did I hold the phone? And I thought you maybe didn't I miss missed anything. I thought I missed the whole scene or something. <laughs> no, you didn't. That's how it opened. And I'm sitting there going, does she have a, a top on? I mean, that I don't see, maybe? No. Uh, well, probably that you don't see, but not in the sense of where she would in real life in Japan. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is she's Yeah, no, she would, be, she would be naked, and that's why she can talk to Guy on the other side of the wall. See, it didn't look like they were on different sides of the wall. It looked like they were in the same bath. Oh, certainly not. No, they're, they're back-to-back against... The dividing wall. Okay. The dividing wall okay. in Japanese public bath is right. You commented on that six okay. and a half feet tall or seven feet tall, so you can actually throw stuff over it if you need to. Right. Okay. Oh, I forgot soap. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. So because I mean, th to me, that for a kids show, that was awfully racy. But okay. Except, but here's the thing: that's public bath is very. Commonplace. Acceptable in Japan. No, I. So I, it's not racy because kids have done it. Uh, okay. Kids have gone to the public bath, so they're like, "Hey, whatever. That's it. That's normal." Okay. Like you know, if you if you grew up in a nudist colony and you suddenly saw, you know, Ultraman Streaker or something, it wouldn't. <laughs> it would be fine. <laughs> it, it, would, it, would, it, would, it wouldn't strike you that weird. <laughs> wouldn't be I that odd being an american this strikes me as very odd that she's just bathing naked and he's in a bit another bath less than a wall away i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's you know and it's just like perfectly normal like okay great so uh she says hey will you be my boyfriend i can't think of anybody else needs like uh what now and then Jetta and Shin slide in and crash through several stacked buckets. Um, and uh, the next day, Naomi has Guy dressed real nice and, and nice in a uh, business suit when they both meet Yes, in Keiko. a very fancy restaurant. Yeah, yes. and that's Naomi's mother. Uh, with Guy trying his best to keep up uh, keep up the act. Keep up the appearances. Um, he's got notes written on his hand. <laughs> notes written on his hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to be a... 
Lawyer. Uh, lawyer. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Lawyer. So I passed the bar exam. <laughs> <laughs> and you sit there going, God, you're, you're supposed to study a little bit. You're not supposed she, to write everything on your hand. <laughs> and the mom is like, the mom is like, oh my God, he's so handsome. Let's have some grandbabies. Start cranking them out. Let's go get married. But <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Poor Naomi's got to be like, oh, dear God. Why? Mom. Yeah. Well, we know why because moms. A push me to pain in the ass. Yeah, that's true. Want, that's true. They want grandbabies. Crank them out. Let's go. You too. <laughs> get, get to stepping. But only Let's after go. you're married. Exactly. Got to get married first. Um, <laughs> so, of course. Juggler barges into the meeting, prompting guy to pull him out. Um, and he's like, hey, how are you still alive? And he's like, oh, let me tell you, I really appreciate that you defeated all the King Demon Beasts, letting me get all their cards. And looky do what I got, which is the Belial card. Um, and then uh, it, <laughs> the whole time he's frequently interrupted because um, – is the Keiko comes in and like takes pictures with them and like, yes. <laughs> it's, she's like, Oh, there's two beautiful men fighting over my daughter. I wish it was me. And oh my goodness. Oh no, she oh. says they're fighting over her at first. Well, yes. She actually says they're but fighting over says, me. Like, but not really. She's like, I know, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I like at the what I love is both both juggler and guy are like, wait, what now? <laughs> Who are we fighting over? <laughs> <laughs> well, how is this happening? God no! Yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. So, um, uh, what do we call it? Uh, so they're about to have their lunch, and <laughs> Keiko starts cutting up Douglas's steak. <laughs> Which, okay, if I saw that, and I'm sitting there going, "Is he five that she needs to cut up his?" But he's steak? like, he's like, what the, what the, what is going huh? on here? <laughs> He is so gloriously confused. He's like, lady, I'm evil. I don't know if you're aware of this. I don't but, think she is aware, but he's sitting there going, to you, what, how, why? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> he's like, I'm about to bring about the destruction of this whole joint, but steak looks good. Steak. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, I ordered extra anyway. <laughs> guy's like, what are you doing to me? You're killing me. Both of oh, you guys God. are killing me. <laughs> so then, um, uh, Tamayura, um, Princess Tamayura, uh, appears in a gigantic form. Yes. And uh, it, it catches the attention of all the citizens. She's like tapping on you the window. You think like, a giant woman outside of the restaurant? That might catch some people's attention. You'd think, right? I would think um, so. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, look, there's a big problem coming. And then, and then of course, Keiko freaks out um, that she needs to get uh, Naomi out of. Tokyo or wherever, wherever city they live in. Right. No, she's got to she, get her back to Tokyo is what it said. Or, oh, okay. So I guess they live in Tokyo. Or her, her mom lives in Tokyo. Yes. So uh, yes. she has a tetsu company or her in a shopping spree. <laughs> and he's like, you took me away from official business for this. <laughs> <laughs> and he's carrying so much nonsense for a guy yeah, that's and, supposed to be a cop. But I guess it's his sister. So He's yeah, in typical in typical Japanese television show, uh, it, comedic shopping fashion. Oh, uh, is that a trope in Japanese? Well, comedies? we've we've seen it before with uh, the time when uh, Fuji in the original one went shopping with Ide. Oh yeah, and he was carrying like everything. he's like 
he's carrying everything. And she's like, come on, I got a couple more shops to go to. And he's like, how, how, I don't see how. <laughs> he's like, I don't see how you have money left. You work for the science patrol. I work for the, I know how much we make. <laughs> True. Fair enough. She she's like, yeah, but it's okay. To have yeah. She's like, it's fine. A girl's like nice things. And he's like, okay, it's fine. Okay. Whatever. Cool. <laughs> So, meanwhile, at the SSP base, Shin reveals to the other members of the SSP that he's been doing research on the princess and uh, ever since he first met her. So, uh, he picks up an article, and a long time ago, um, uh, Tamayura was kidnapped by the rampaging Maga Orochi until right. she was rescued by a warrior of light. Ever since then, she's used the warrior's power to keep the seal of uh, the Maga Orochi from being awakened and was heralded as the protector of the forbidden forest. Um, uh, of course. Yeah. So a guy quickly leaves because <laughs> that's what he does. And uh, the SSP tries to follow him until Keiko appears and tries to take Naomi home. Uh, Shin alerts them that the strange black hole coming from the forbidden forest and they leave with Itetsu following them to ensure their safety. She's like, Mom, this is my job. This is what I do. Yeah, this is what I have to do. I have to go yeah. figure this out. And, you know, and you, can't, you can't fault Keiko for being worried about her kid. No, no, I'm not saying that she shouldn't be worried about her kid. But at the same time, let's not try to push the kid into getting married. And let's not push the kid into having to go home with you. Yeah. You know, go back home or whatever. But grandbabies, Patrick. She needs those grandbabies. Uh, <laughs> gotta have them. Gotta have them. Uh, now, the uh, the meat juggler, uh, the Forbidden Forest guy, has a small fight before the former uses all of the King Demon Beasts to release a strange egg. Now, like I was saying, the juggler then launches Belial's card to destroy an Ultra Fusion card. And it was Zafi. Oh, is that what it uh, was? Yeah. And then he finally releases Maga Orochi as the monster made its way to the city. Now yes. that here's where we start getting some excellent this suit is, oh, this suit is ridiculous. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, this is a great monster. This is a great, great monster. This is like a thank you very much. Exactly. I will let you get away with the bad miniature work last episode for this monster. Yeah, they're totally making it up to us. They're like, yeah, look, we made a mistake, but uh, what we you saved here, <laughs> we dumped right here. Exactly. Yeah. So Guy chastises Juggler going. for... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, Guy chastises Juggler for um, involving citizens in their feud, uh, and then he transforms into Orb, and the Ultra Warrior uh, takes on Maga Orochi. Uh, and it is not good. Not um, at all. He thinks that he's going to use the strobium dynamite, and it only creates like a crust covering him. Uh, yeah, which is amazing. I mean, he uses yeah, that was uh, awesome. superium first, yep. and that does nothing. Tries to right. use his orb lance. That also does nothing. Yep. Uses his trident slash, which is then caught. Uses yep. his strobium dynamite, which, like you said, at least looked like he kind of put a crust on the monster, but he just yeah. got right out of it. Yep. And blasted at Orb. Yep. Which and then trans that purposely transforms. That, yeah, knocks him. That knocks him back into being guy. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Crazy, right? It was fantastic. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. And then oh. juggler, uh, juggler sees guy on the ground and takes his transformation device, which is no, he doesn't take the trans. He does not take the or he doesn't take the orb ring. He takes the the card pack. Oh, the card pack. Okay, that's yeah. what he. I knew it was something he was taking. Yeah, he takes the uh, what the hell do you call it? Uh, the ultra fusion card holder. In case you were wondering, I was wondering, of course. Yeah, <laughs> and then, and last then... But not <laughs> to be continued. Well, no, you got to remember the monster does get to burn good bits of the town. Oh, yeah. out. It's a two-parter. Oh, you're right. Oh, my God. Again, they saved money last episode. They used all of the money on this episode. Yeah. yeah, they blew a lot of stuff up. I mean, granted, yes, you can kind of tell that it is. Uh, a lot of it is CG. That, who cares? It was amazing. Who cares? Uh, it's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it was really something else. Like, holy mackerel. Yeah, they went nuts. They absolutely went nuts. Yeah, I, I did definitely, definitely a great episode. You had a lot of, uh, you had a lot of, uh, you got a lot of comedy up front. You got a lot of yep. comedy up front. You get a lot of, uh, what I love is when the villain uh, runs into somebody that they just don't know how to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> and by god this mother nobody knows how to deal with yeah they're like oh yeah but, and she's like but he but, uh, i can get yeah. my yeah it's fine okay yeah <laughs> like i got nothing there. we've what seen am it I before to do <laughs> yeah we've seen it before and the villains are just like but no no I, but i you see I the thing go ahead and I, uh, yeah all right well cool just do whatever this. you're doing yeah whatever you need to do is fine that's perfect. Exactly. You know I love it. So <laughs> let's do our let's do our monster minute on Maga Orochi. Yes, um, this guy is amazing. But go ahead. Yeah, seventy meters, eighty thousand tons. Homeworld is space. <laughs> his uh, affiliation, of course, is Jugglers Juggler. Uh, this is his first appearance. Um, I don't know if I can play the roar. Oh. Yes, you can. Look at that. Well, that was way louder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My goodness. Let's see here. Uh, King Demon Beast. Uh, oh, there's a, even a history of pre-Ultraman Orb. Oh, from what? Ultra Galaxy, I guess? No, he's hailing from the monster galaxy who feeds off the energy of planets. All right, that makes okay. sense. Sure. Um, he travels from planet to planet, draining them of their energy until it came to Earth, where it rested deep underground as an egg called the Maga Soul. Its power resonated with the elements of the Earth and spawned the other king demon beasts, which prompted the Ultra Warriors to go to Earth after sensing an instability in the environment. And they uh, sealed them all away. That's how the cards got there. Ah, okay. Smart, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I like it. Doesn't uh, have to be good logic. It just has to be a little. It's bit It's got to work in the show. That's all it has to do. <laughs> That's, all That's the only thing do. I care. That's all it's got to do is uh, make sense in the show. Yeah, move the uh, show along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get past the. I, I, there are some spoilers here I'm trying to get away from. Oh, yes, um, please don't give me spoilers. Yeah, so I don't think I'm going to give you much more. Uh, That's all right. He's got the MAGA Thunderclap. 
a fire spout, <laughs> powerful lightning ray from his mouth. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. When you say it's very durable. Yep. He can electrocute enemies uh, after constricting them with his tail. He is capable of healing itself when damaged. Super strong. It's got spikes. Oh, of course. And it can transfer life uh, life forces. Uh, it can burrow. It can survive in space. Jeez, this thing is. I it's can't super wait to strong. see how the heck they're gonna. Yeah, dude. By the way, the gnarly feet on this thing. You guys feel oh, like you can see, this, like you said, as this it's is a suit that they really went to town with. Yeah. Yeah. This is fantastic. They bring more suits like this around. I'm all in. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. I like it a lot. It's it a, it's is, a great, it great, great suit. Ah, I love it so much. Um, <laughs> I really do. I, I think it's fantastic. It is. Um, it's an absolute fantastic suit. Yeah. So next week episode that we're going to start you know, looking at is the Dark King's Blessing. Uh, that's going to be episode okay. twelve. Yeah, no, no spoilers, obviously. Uh, no, except obviously, it's going to be part of part two of yes. this. Yeah. So, uh, are you listening to any uh, before we wrap up? Are you listening to any new podcasts or anything? Uh, no, I'm not. I've sort of running out of podcasts now that I'm driving back and forth to work every day. I have that no. basic. Oh well, I, she doesn't want me on the bus, which no, I understand. I, I wouldn't want me on the bus either. Exactly. So now it's turned into basically an hour and a half back and forth to work every day. All right. Well, Monster Party helps because their episodes are long. I will try that one as well because I, I, so, I'm really getting deep into Dan Carlin's hardcore history. Okay, that's good. Yeah, he that's had a four, four-porter on World War One that I just finished because it was about 12 hours long. Okay, Dana Gould's putting stuff out every two weeks. We know that. Yeah, but I'm... I'm kind of tired of his stuff. Really? I don't. Well, the ones he's doing now are on bands that he likes that right. I have never heard of. Yeah, At least they're still if it's, interesting. Uh, even if it's, I've never heard of any of these people, some of them, and I'm like, I mean, there's a good interview. Okay. So. I might have to give it a, sh- a second shot again, but like I yeah. said, I, I get into the bands and they're talking about stuff I've never heard of. And I'm like, oh, I'm done now. Okay. <laughs> give me, give me someone I could, maybe if I haven't heard of them, but kind of can hook onto something. But right. the past two or three episodes, I haven't been able to hook onto anything, and I'm like, uh, oh, the God. Dork Forest is always good if you haven't started that. Oh, okay, that's something. Okay, I'll look into uh, that then. And uh, I, uh, I'm going to tell you that the one you want to listen to are those the late the latest episode. Dana Gould was the one that's called uh, Agora Fabulous. Yes. Yeah, that one's real good. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's uh, Danny Bland. Yeah, there's a guy named Danny Bland who's a uh, he's a guy who like manages bands on the road. Yes. And he does all sorts of different people, like like country guys and all sorts of stuff. And okay. it's about the tours that he was doing just before the pandemic happened. Oh really? Oh yeah, it's it's interesting as hell. Okay. And uh, what's the other one I was going to tip you off to? Um, Oh, never not funny. It's one of the very first podcasts. About fourteen years old now, and it's with a gentleman named uh, Jimmy Pardo, a comic, and it's just it's a it's an hour talk show like Stern, I guess. Okay. Okay. And it's just 
him and three other guys in the studio, and then they interview um, celebrities and whatnot. Oh, all right. Sounds good. Yeah, and, and it's an hour a week. And, uh, oh, they also <laughs> – uh, he's married to Danielle Koenig, and you may recognize that last name as her father, uh, Walter it's Koenig. Walter Koenig. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's also enjoyable, as is are the movies that made me, because um, they're doing I've right seen... now the, pa- the Pandemic Parade, which is oh. all, all movies that you should watch during while you're, the pandemic. Uh, yeah, just what people have been watching, and it's all different. They had Dana Gould on, and he was like, all right, what are your five movies? He goes, I brought five movies that I think are great for the pandemic. And Josh goes, is it all five Planet of the Apes movies? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, goodbye, Danny. He's like, goodbye. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. He's like, no. He's like, uh-huh. Okay. See you later. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that's it, you guys. Um, For this episode, we will see you all in about a week. Um, And thank you so much for tuning in, because without you, we would not be doing this uh, for as long as we have. Exactly. Um, And uh, we certainly would not be considering ever going back to Ultraman Leia without you guys prodding us. So... It will take us a good long time, even if you do prod, but we'll get around to it eventually. Oh, yeah. It may be the, it may be the last thing we do. As the sun <laughs> is burning itself out thousands of years in the future, our artificial intelligence uploads will be taken care of, <laughs> of watching that and analyzing it. And still not liking it. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. All right. So uh, I will talk to you soon. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's it, my friend. Okay, excellent. Uh, so uh, that is about it, guys. On behalf of the Science Patrol, I am Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast.